Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Demon Land podcast. With me again, and join, joining me back on the show, uh, Great Viney, welcome. And good evening to all the Demon Land listeners out there. It's good to be back. Um, missed last week's uh, episode, so uh, picked a, a good week to come back, um, given the events, uh, given the, the great win over in Adelaide. Yeah, what a week to uh, come back to the show, and uh, yeah, what a week it was. Um, ah, what a what a win! I mean, to uh, no one would have uh, given us any chance, least of all myself, uh, going over there playing uh, top of the table team. Uh, but yeah, what what an absolute uh, what an absolute great win! Uh, it was a ripper. It was, uh, you know, people are saying the best win in 10 years, and I think Robbo said on 360 last night or the night before that it was the best win he's seen all year. Um, so, look, um, I always write a few notes before we go on air just about the uh, the game the, that's gone uh, so that I can sort of order my thoughts. And I nearly wrote a full page because it's it was hard not to... Uh, hard not to laud the efforts of every single player um, uh, that played on the weekend. It was really a uh, team performance and probably the most complete um, complete sort of performance that, uh, that we've been able to put together, not just in terms of the four quarters, but the um, defence was superb and yet at the same time the, uh, our, our attack was superb too and we kicked uh, 17 goals, which was a, a good score. Well, what is, the, what is the best way for us to sort of tackle, um, uh, pardon, pardon the pun, that, uh, for this week, um, you know, reviewing the game? Because uh, I really don't want to miss out on any of the players because there were a lot of players who put in a fantastic effort. So uh, I don't know, do we... Uh, have you, with your, with your notes, have you sort of marked, earmarked a couple of players for us to talk about? I've earmarked almost the whole team, but I guess if you were talking um, talking in the broader sense, the tackling and the pressure which every player, um, uh, excuse me, brought to Saturday night's game is just sensational. I think uh, it was only the sixth time, sixth time that uh, we've had more than ninety tackles. Viney had 12, uh, Oliver had 10, which are huge numbers. Yep. Uh, Sam Wiedemann, um, who's been criticised previously for not sort of getting involved in uh, defensive pressure, had five tackles, which is great for a, a key position player. Yeah. But it was the way he tackled, wasn't it? They were such, um, such strong tackles, um, and I think he got rewarded for one or two of them. Yeah. So um, that sort of effort right across the board is noteworthy isn't it there was one tackle in particular that he did i think on sloan which was just an absolute ripper and yeah, i'm pretty sure he yeah, was rewarded for that yep. one yes he did yep yeah that was a ripper which has been shown on the highlights quite a few times um but there were performances really all great performances all over the ground weren't there yeah bernie uh bernie obviously on sloan uh jetter on bets um and uh, and Frost on Tex Walker too. So yeah. Well, let, um, let's talk about let's talk about Bernie and uh, the role that he played. Um, this was a role that I I think is his best role and his best asset for us at the club um, is as the tagger. And there's been some talk over the past few weeks whether the tagging role is has that you know disappeared out of football. But 
I still think it's very important, and I would like to see him tag more often. Uh, yeah, you're not the lone ranger there, and some of his best games for Melbourne have been in that tagging role. There was the game against Dangerfield, which everyone likes to bring up. Um, but he got really good help, didn't he, from the other midfielders. Um, I know they pointed out on 360, Jordan Lewis running past Sloan before the ball bounced and giving him one. And I noticed uh, just watching the replay uh, that Jones and Viney did the same thing. Um, every time they went past him, just, you know, hip and shoulder um, and let him know that they were there. And uh, how annoying would that be? You've got Bernie Vince wearing you like a glove um, when the ball's in play. And then every time the ball uh, stops, um, you know, you've got Jack Viney running into you. Um, it would be enough to drive uh, anyone mad, I'd, I'd say. So um, there was obviously, uh, yeah, that was obviously sort of to instruction. Um, let's all target Sloan, and that uh, uh, really worked, wasn't it? Yeah. I think he got 11 touches, and I, I don't, is, I don't is see, nothing. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that as long as they're not being dirty and, you know, sort of uh, gut-punching him or, or anything like that, um, you know, keep it fair. Um, I don't see anything wrong with uh, everyone giving him a little hip and shoulder, a little bump as they walk past, or maybe a bit of an elbow to the arm. Um, nothing wrong with that at all. Yep, and he was completely ineffectual. So, um, yeah, job well done to Bernie, the others, and uh, and Goody for going with it too. And it wasn't just a Sloan. Uh, because of our ferocity uh, and attack on the ball, that, they just looked like stunned mullets half the time. Um, there was a piece of play going out of the, They were taking the ball out of the back line and they were moving it a bit, but they had nowhere to kick to up forward. And it was the tackle which Oliver did on the boundary line where he yep. was rewarded. <clears throat> they, they just, because of, you know, every, and I saw them highlighted on one of the footy shows this week, that every time one of their players got the ball, one of our players just streamed at them, you know, to get a tackle. And often maybe we didn't get the tackle, but the fact that they had to quickly get a handball out of there just, you know, sort of destroyed. <laughs> they, they, they didn't know where to go with the ball. So, um, Well, that's exactly right. And we saw they... Um they just couldn't get their game going um, yeah. from from the very first bounce right until the end. It just seemed, I don't know whether there was a high number of stoppages, but it seemed like every time they wanted to move the ball, we were able to stop them. And they weren't able to get any momentum going uh, or any of that run um, that they get off half back and through the middle. Um, we just completely shut that down and um, shut it down for, well, not the entire night. There was that 15-minute patch yeah. in the second quarter where they got out a little bit and our intensity dropped. But uh, for the rest of the night, we just they could not get the ball moving and it was all due to it. All down to, uh, um, all down to, the, to the tackling and the, the pressure and the intensity. Yeah, and we'll probably uh, touch on that uh, period, that lapsing period uh, shortly. Uh, but that ferocity uh, that we're talking about, it was um, definitely highlighted by the hardness that um, uh, Jaden Hunt uh, went in for the ball when he got, uh, you know, he just, it wasn't that he got cleaned up by, um, uh, what's their Ruckman's name? Um, Sauce. Uh, Sauce, Sauce yeah, I know, Sauce Jacobs, uh, Sam Jacobs. It wasn't, um, it wasn't that he got, uh, you know, he did a dirty bump. Uh, <laughs> Jaden Hunt no, just ran straight into him, right into him at, at a million miles an hour. Um 
And yeah, I mean, all right, he got injured, but it was that ferocity that really was a, the highlight, of, you know, of our game on the weekend. Well, that that we got a, a goal in that passage of play. Yeah. Um, yeah. So while well, Jaden was uh, lying there um, completely out cold, we went forward and scored. So um, it was a kamikaze type run, um, and uh, it looked really serious at the yeah. beginning. Um, yeah. Obviously, he didn't move at all. So. It was good when he uh, waved on the way off, and yeah. then we saw not long after that he was up and about in the room, so that would have been a... Yeah, and apparently he was quite lucid. A big and, relief to his parents. Yep, and he's uh, been training well this week, so it, it looks like he will play, So uh, unless they're really, really cautious and they say, no, we'll just keep you for one week, it looks like uh, he may play. Yeah, I saw someone suggest on the board earlier, I, I didn't see Misso's injury report, mm-hmm. but they, their interpretation of... The injury report was that he might not get up. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, it might be a case of just um, playing, uh, you know, going extremely cautious um, uh, on all sort of head knocks and, and concussions. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk later about Angus Brayshaw, but given, uh, you know, the seriousness of his uh, quite a few concussion has injuries. He, has, has he been out of the team since he... Got in, Jaden. I think he's he's played. He might have played every game, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he well, he got well last week or the week before against Hawthorne. Um, you know, he went off, and we thought maybe if he'd done a shoulder, but uh, was cleared of any injury there. But um, I think he's played every game since he came into the team. Yeah, and I think he's just steadily improved too. Um, and I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet. Um, He's just been really consistent and just sort of getting better um, yeah, with each outing. So. I mentioned last week uh, in last week's podcast that um, I think he was either coming fourth or sixth, I can't remember, in metres gained, uh, which was a stat I was sort of keeping track of last year with him because uh, it seems to be, you know, he sort of runs and carries the ball a lot. Yep. So, uh, you know, uh, kudos to him uh, because he keeps just getting better and better and... Um, yeah, he's a, he's a very good player, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yep. we sponsor him at Demonland, so I'm you know very proud of him, and uh, you know sort of every time I speak to anyone in the non Demons uh, community football wider football community, I always uh, sing his praises. So um, yep, it'd be a shame. Yep, if he he's, uh, this week. as they like to sing in the soccer uh, stands, he's one of our own. So <laughs> yes, um, uh, Canberra Demons just just uh, posted that he thought Misso was saying that they would wait to see how he trained at the main session on Thursday. Yeah, so, yeah. so I don't um, think they've made any decision yeah. on that. Um, well, look, fingers, fingers crossed. If it's up to Jaden, he, he'll, he'll play, but uh, it probably won't be up to him. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be up no, to the uh, right. medical staff. Um, we know that Max, Walk, uh, Max Walker, Max Gorn, <laughs> yep. told us a few weeks ago that uh, Jaden was one to watch that he's got very good form on Instagram and social media yep. um, with nippies and the owl. <laughs> um, I actually spoke to Jaden's mum at the footy a couple of weeks ago and she said he's a bit of a grumpy bum at home. So uh, it's the uh, there's another side to Jaden Hunt that we the public doesn't see and that's the... Uh, uh, yeah, apparently a, a, a bit surly when he's at home with mum and dad, obviously, so... All right, well, I'm, I'm going to make it my mission this year to get him on this show. Um, 
And, um, yep, so uh, stay tuned because I'd love to have a word with him uh, He's good at some point. I mean, we had a chat to him at the season launch, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, he, yeah. Was, uh, he was um, an interesting guy um, and uh, and quite got a, got a bit of a spark about him. So Yeah, I think he'd, the, he'd come uh, across well. He, yeah, great interview. He'd come across well on the radio. He can uh, string a few words together, which always helps. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's my mission this year to get him on the show. Um, so who else? Uh, who else? Well, uh, yep. um, we should talk about Nev Jetta mm-hmm. um, because he did a great job again on uh, Eddie Betts. Um, who uh, Betts is now ahead of Farmer in a uh, little bit ahead in games played and now ahead in goals played as well. There was a time when they um, their numbers were almost uh, identical in terms of games and goals played, but I think Eddie's pushed ahead now. Um, but I mean, he's, you know, as Jeff Farmer was, Eddie's one of the great um, crumbing forwards or small forwards of all time. Yeah. Um, his name has to be up there. And uh, Nev has got a really good record um, uh, against him. I put up a, a thread the other day uh, linking to an article which showed club-by-club club figures of how many goals each club has conceded to Eddie Betts in their past four encounters with Adelaide, and we're at the top of the table, wow. or we're at the bottom of the table. Yes, so in, in four be. games we've only uh, conceded six goals, um, and I think the highest might have been Essendon on about nineteen. So we know that Eddie can tear teams apart, um, uh, and they scored those four games at, a, at about two all. Um, so two to Eddie and two to Nev. Um, and so to even break even um, against a player of that quality um, over a sort of a sustained period is, uh, yeah, another feather in the cap of um, the man who everyone says is underrated, but he's not underrated because we all know that he's supposedly underrated, so we do rate him. Yeah, and I, um, I, th- I think he's starting to be rated by the uh, wider football community as well. Um, still not quite where we probably want him him to <laughs> be rated, uh, but I'm happy for him to fly under the radar a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, you know, he should be in sort of... His name should definitely be thereabouts when you're sort of talking about the All-Australian team. Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe maybe his profile isn't up there with, uh, with some others. But um, the thing about Eddie is and particularly when you're playing over in Adelaide, and this is another thing that was so good about the performance the other night, it's so easy to, for the momentum to change over there. You only need two quick goals in a row and bang, the crowd's back into it. Yeah, the 19th and the players, players, players get a lift and they think, yep, you know, we're five goals down, but we can we can do this. And we just we just did not even give them a sniff of being able to get that kind of momentum the other night. And... Uh, Nev keeping Eddie quiet is uh, was a big part of that because because Eddie more than anyone can can change the game in uh, in just a couple of minutes. And uh, when you talk about the uh, best small forwards uh, in the league, uh, there's one guy on our team who really never gets a look in uh, when um, when you're talking from an AFL you know wider again I bring up the AFL community at large. Um, uh, is Jeff Garlett doesn't really get uh, much love from the rest of the AFL, but um, you have a look at his stats this year, and uh, he's beating them all. 
Uh, yep. Particularly when you yeah. talk about his defensive pressure, um, which he often gets one or two goals a week as a direct result of. Well, thankfully, he is getting a bit of love now because Destroy All put up a thread uh, last night. Jeff Garlick, give him some love. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's uh, rallied around that thread um, because he has. It's definitely been... Look, he had a good season in 2015 and kicked 40 goals, yep. but he's going to... Um, the way he's going, he's going to smash that this year um, and uh, kick... You know, it's looking like above 50 um, the way it's going. But he's just been really consistent this year um, through games um, rather than sort of drifting in and out. And his, as ever, as you said, uh, his defensive pressure has really improved. Um, he's getting reward for effort, um, at least one one tackle a game that usually ends up in a goal. And his, as we talked about the other week, his, his goal kicking's really improved too. So he's, uh, he's lifted a, another level, Jeff. And we will forever be eternally grateful to Carlton for letting him go. Yeah, we got him for, for um, bargain, for nothing. bargain basement uh, prices. Uh, we got him for, yep. um, and thank, thank, thank uh, you know Mick Malthouse for that one. Um, He's great to watch. I mean, there's you've got to spread your love around the team these days. There's so many good players, but Jeffy's up there with my favourites because when he's on song. He's exciting. Um, he's he's really exciting, isn't he? Yep. And uh, another person who uh, is exciting to watch is uh, uh, Christian Petraka. And um, I think, you know, uh, it, it was a genius move. The coach made a couple of moves uh, when we were down, um, you know, and one of them was uh, putting Petraka into the middle of the ground. And just doesn't he just move? You know, it's like watching... Uh, a, a ballet dancer pirouetting around. <laughs> he's a bit. Uh, he doesn't have the right body for ballet. No, <laughs> but he's he is. He's, he's very sort of agile, and uh, he's been. He's just. He's also getting better and better game by game now. Um, he was sensational in the middle the other night, um, involved in a few pivotal um, passages of play. Um, set up goals, kicked one late um, with another strong um, mark right in front of yep. goal, and uh, it's you know we're going to be we're going to be um, debating this for the next ten years. Who's better, Oliver or Petraka? Because Petraka is uh, he is an exceptional talent. Um, he's going to be uh, an, an elite player. He's got all the all the hallmarks of it. Um, he just keeps his feet so well. There was a passage of play towards. Uh, I'm not sure if it was. It was the. It was the goal that um, the Viney kicked. Uh, snap around his shoulder. Um, just yep. before that, uh, Petraka sort of kept his feet in a contest. Picked the ball up. You know, sort of got half tackled. Bullock through. Gave a great handball out to uh, Viney, who snapped for a goal. Yeah, and you know, that that's, was just, a that's that's uh, you know that that's. That's Petraka. That's, um, you know. Oh, yeah, you're right. That had the best of everything because yep. he went in and got the ball, yep. then had to navigate his way out of traffic and then got the handball yep. out to Viney for a goal. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, that, that really sort of demonstrated what he's got. And he's just, he's um, more and more each week he's, he's influencing uh, games. So, uh, yeah, one to watch with a bullet next to his name, isn't it? So isn't what... He? So what did you think about the move of uh, moving uh, 
Tommy. Tommy McDonald into the forward line. You know, he doesn't have the prettiest of kicks, but uh, he certainly, uh, well, he kicked two goals. Uh, he presented well, took marks. Um, something I liked about his game was two things that he did. He did this move on the 50-metre line um, where he sort of balked a player and sort of got around and did a yep. sort of sh- a short pass, and re- which resulted in a goal. And then that little... Also, a little balk he did in the in the goal square, almost where he got one of his goals. So, he really moves well when the foot when he's got the footy. Like you know, um, he doesn't have the greatest kick on him, and we know that that's uh, something part of his game. But he kicked two goals. He took some great marks, and uh, it was a great move by the coach. Uh, yeah, I think Bernie Vince had a bit of a dig at him and said even the goals that he's kicked from the square have been floaters. <laughs> and I, th- I think the one the other night was again. Yeah. Um, but, look, it doesn't matter how you get them, yep. does it? Um, they all count. But, um, look, it was a it, it was a great move um, and it paid immediate dividends. Uh, straight away he was in the game, two goals, uh, I think two assists. And, um, look, you know... Um, Goody and the coaches have had to, um, uh, you know, have had to be a little bit innovative um, with the uh, injuries to the Ruckman and the, you know, Jesse being absent. Um, and, uh, you know, they've done really well. Um, you know, most of those moves have, have paid off. Jaden Hunt to the forward line the other week also paid immediate dividends. And, look, it's not... There's been discussion on Demonland this week that you know maybe Tommy should move forward permanently. I can't see that happening. No, I, I, and I'm happy with them uh, making moves as required. Um, I don't think you know uh, there's going to be times where we need Tommy you know to play in defence on on the best uh, you know defender out there, depending on who we're playing. But there's other times where when things aren't going right, we can. You know, mix things around, and uh, yeah, yep. that's. Um, I, yeah, I don't want when, anyone when to have a permanent position. Sort of can, sorry. Yeah, I don't want anyone to have a permanent position. Same with Petraka. I don't want him to always play in the midfield. I'm happy for him to play up forward and put him into the midfield when we need him. Uh, same can be said for when Ho- Jesse's back, and I would like to see him play up the ground. Sometimes throw him in the middle. You know, no, it, it should all be fluid, and uh, no one yep. should have a set position and as required. Yeah, well, you want players to be able to play multiple roles, and uh, particularly yeah, if you're having a bad day, um, then yeah, your ability to shake things up and throw a player here and there and just just shift things around a little bit can be the difference between winning and losing. So, um, thumbs up, yeah, more versatility the better. Now we um, must you weren't here last week and. Uh we discussed uh, uh, Jack Viney uh, finding some of that uh, early 2016 form, and he certainly um, still had that form, you know, on show on Saturday night. Uh, what a great game he had! Yeah, yeah, I, um, he was. He was superb, uh, without a doubt, the best player on the ground. Got the ten coaches' votes. Um, second week in a row. Uh, second week in a row, without much. Um, uh, there wouldn't have been too much debate about that. And, uh, yeah, kicked a nice right foot snap goal, um, yep. the Petraka goal that we talked about a few months ago. And he's, yeah, he just looks a completely different player to what we saw earlier in the season. Um, 
we can only speculate that maybe um, he was still getting uh, his injury right or that he was perhaps encumbered in some other way, but uh, back to his very best the past couple of weeks. And um, he's a really, really good player. Um, you know, I thought when he first came to the club, I thought, he was only going to get so good. I thought he was maybe a bit limited, but he's smashed those ceilings um, for me anyway um, a, a couple of years ago. And um, he's become, yeah, you know, um, he's one of the competition's better midfielders. I thought Jones also had a really good game. Both of them, uh, both great games and both um, showed a lot of leadership. Um, you know, I think uh, they both... Both been questioned earlier in the early in the season about um, you know about the leadership and even having the two captains, but uh, Jones was um, you know tackled as well as anyone else, and I think he kicked two goals in the first half, mm-hmm. um, which were also really important. Yeah. And um, yeah, the two of them uh, both played played really well and led from the front. Yeah, I think uh, Jones is I think really. Uh He's relishing the uh, opportunity of having guys like, um, you know, uh, Jordan Lewis in the team, having Oliver step up in the middle and, and Jack Viney in the middle as well because he can sort of uh, play, you know, off a wing and still, you know, still contribute the same hardness that he always does and um, pop pop up and kick those goals and, uh, yeah. His his uh, his game is uh, just getting better and better with the uh, added additions to our team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, like a good um, like a good wine, Jonesy, as you say, getting uh, better and better with age. So, um, absolutely. Um, I hope now, those, those sirens are not sorry. for you. I hope those sirens are not uh, for you. Um, <laughs> I can hear the background. <laughs> I'd, uh, bear with me, I've just got to duck out for a tick. Um, we should talk about Sam Frost. Yeah, I was just about to say uh, two backmen that uh, that really, um, you know, were highlights for, for me in, in our back half were, were Sam Frost and Michael Hibbard. And, uh, yeah, so Sam Frost, go, go for it. Well, he it would be interesting to look at his metres gain statistics, yep. particularly over the last, uh, the last two weeks because... He's uh, just running and running yep. and uh, a little bit like Jaden Hunt um, gets the ball, really quick assessment yep. of the landscape ahead yep. and then bang, I'm going for it. And uh, I'll mention the word kamikaze earlier in relation to Jaden Hunt. Well, it sort of applies to Frosty's runs because sometimes it looks like he's got no idea yep. where he's going, <laughs> but he just he backs his pace. Yep. And he sort of says to himself, well, it doesn't matter if I don't know at the moment, I'm going to get out there and, um, you know, I'll find space. Yep. And that's what and he's he been able to do. Um, you know, he's he's still got areas to improve. His disposal can improve. His marking can improve. But um, love the way he's taken the game on. And you'd guess that the coaches have said, they've told him to do that. Yep. Back uh, yourself. To, Use his 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 uh, pace and um, athletic ability, so uh, it's great to watch. Yeah, it's fantastic to watch, and another player that's fantastic to watch, and perhaps our uh, best pickup. Uh, you know, we've got two great pickups. Uh, you know, with uh, Jordan Lewis um, as well, but Michael Hibbert, 
out of the back line is just superb. Um, you know, you when the ball's in his hands, you, you know, you can breathe easy. Um, and I think it's his uh, second. He, he got a nomination for AFL Team of the Week. Uh, and, you know, if he keeps this up, I see AA um, at least uh, in the in the um, in the squad for sure. He's been great. Uh, hasn't played a bad game yet. So no. um, obviously reads the play really well because he's getting a lot of the footy. He uses it well, um, getting a lot of meters gained. Um, yeah, just a, a, a really solid backman, um, an attacking-minded backman who fits into. The team just uh, just perfectly. Um, so to have him at half back um, is uh, yeah, it's a blessing for sure. Yeah, um, and that uh, every time I look at him, uh, I, I I don't know whether I'm looking at seventies uh, cop or seventies porn star. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, maybe a maybe a, a, a cop. Um, themed porn movie, so <laughs> it's definitely got that look about it, um, uh, <laughs> for sure. So, uh, very, uh, very interesting choice of um, facial hair. Um, who else stood out? Uh, I mean, there were there were lots of them. Um, anyone else for 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 you that uh, really stood out as being, you know, taking that uh, next step? I mean, uh, well, we should mention Oliver yeah, well, again. It, it almost, um, <laughs> I feel like it's almost a broken record that yeah. we're playing, but we're eight games in and he hasn't, uh, he hasn't dropped off um, the pace at all and, and he might even be getting better. Um, I, didn't expect, I didn't expect that he'd have such a sustained run of good games. Yeah. Um, he's so young and you give allowances to young kids. Um, because they're going to be up and down. Um, it's that's a natural, a natural part of things while they're maturing. But um, yeah, he's he's only got uh, he's only got one um, one gear, and that's on. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirty touches again, ten tackles. Really, he's a strong tackler. Um, I can't remember and- looking at. The, the, his stats, but he it seemed to kick the ball a lot more um, this week. Um, but that's just going off, uh, just going off memory, not going off any stats that I saw. I just uh, thought that he he kicked the ball a lot more than you know. There were a few more stats. occasions where it yeah. was just the obvious thing to do, and I think uh, one of them was that quick kick, um, quick kick up up forward when Jordan Lewis was in space. Yes, yes, yeah, was a... uh, which resulted in a goal, and then there was of course his kick. Um, which resulted in his own goal. Yes. Um, which was a freakish goal. Did it hit um, the post? Uh, I didn't think so. No, I, 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 I did see so. one or one or two times that I saw it. I thought mm, maybe. Yeah. But then the rest of the times that I saw it, it, it didn't seem that way at all. And they review those things closely, so I don't think it yeah. would have. No, um, it was just it was a shame that uh, he kicked that goal on a week. There were two other miraculous yep. goals, so I, I think that Mike that could cost him his uh, goal of the year uh, nomination because uh, I'm not sure if the results are in yet. I didn't see anything on uh, social media today, but um, yeah, uh, I think uh, what's the guy in uh, in China? Um, 
I'm not sure if it was Dixon or, or Westhoff. I don't, they both looked the same to me. Uh, yeah, yep. Uh, yep. But he kicked a ripper. No, the other the other goals were were good. Uh, were very good goals too. Um, and yeah, I notice in the chat room that we're getting suggestions yep. as to who else played well. And uh, Petalenko <laughs> again has to be uh, among those because he continues to do his job. Yeah. So you have a look at the. You know, if you're just purely looking at the ruck stats, um, you know he got smashed in the in the in the actual hitouts, but he provides a um, you know a contest and. Yep. We're not suffering. You have a look at the clearances, and once again, we've won the clearances by 10 or so uh, clearances, and actual centre clearances, we've smashed them. Um, it's not hurting us. I mean, you can say, oh, can you imagine Max was there, how much better we'd be, but, you know, we you know, we thought it was doom and gloom with uh, the two Ruckman out, but at the moment, it's, we're not suffering. We... I think no, in the Hawthorne, yeah, no. I think in the Hawthorne game, we really missed sort of an, a, a big man to take marks around the ground. But yep. if you're looking at just in terms of the actual ruck contests in the middle and around the ground, it's it's not hurting us at the moment. And and Pedo's also providing, you know, he's kicking goals. Um, so yeah. he kicked a ripper, well, ripper that, from uh, you know from a set shot and um, when we needed it, and uh, yeah. We've missed Maxi's presence around the ground. There's no doubt about no. that. And there have been talls taking marks that wouldn't otherwise have been yep. taken if, if Max had been out there. Yep. But um, the way the midfield's been able to adapt uh, has just been incredible, really. Yeah. And uh, um, good luck to Pedo. Um, he's... Uh, <laughs> I just see that uh, Destroy All says... <laughs> Source had the most useless <laughs> 74 hit-outs in history. In fact, they should be credited to Pedo. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, let's, um, let's, let's chalk him up um, for, for Petalenko. Um, but good on him. He's, he, the opportunity came up, and as he's probably done in all his time at the club, when he has got the opportunity, he's generally taken it with both hands and, yep. and run. Well, so, I, look, I wanted him in the team from... From the get go, even when we were just talking, when we had Max and we had Spencer in the res, he's still there. I wanted him in, in place of Wiedemann at the moment until Wiedemann, you know, had sort of learnt the game in the resies. So, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Pedo, and um, yeah, I'm glad that he's got the opportunity to come into the team and, and prove that he can be a useful member of the team. And I hope that when Max does come back, uh, that Pedo gets a look in and isn't just uh, relegated back to the twos because. Yeah, I think he is useful to us. So would you have him uh, ahead of Wiedemann for when Gorn comes back? Well, it all depends on where Jesse is. Um, at Presuming the that Jesse's there. At, at the moment, yes. Uh, until Wiedemann, um, you know, sort of takes that next step, I, I was very happy with the way he sort of attacked the ball in terms of uh, defensive pressure with the tackling, but he's still not taking the marks yet and kicking the goals. And until he can do that in the team, and I think he will be able to do that and he will get there, but until he does, I think Pedersen has to be in the team. But having said that, um, the, I think the way that Goodwin operates is that he's you know, sort of plays the young kids um, at all costs. So maybe Peter will, will be out. Yeah, I mean, I that's know. the sign of a really good team when you've got 
players who are in good form um, or who are really good players who can't make the squad. Um, you know, if you've got a spare really good player in sort of, you know, if you've got a spare backman, a spare forward and spare midfielders who are literally, well, not literally, who are really banging down the door um, in the twos, then that's when you're in a really strong position as a um, as a team. Yeah, most definitely. Um, uh, D. Old Fart in the chat room mentioned uh, Salem, and you know it's it's you know it's very hard to forget uh, players like uh, Salem. You know when you're talking about all these other stars or all these guys who had great games, but Salem, you know, really had a good game. You know, um, sort of did everything he needs to. Gets the ball. He's he's got great disposal. Uh, you know, when the ball's in his hands, you know, you, you know you're uh, you're in uh, you're in good hands. So um, yeah, tick to him. Um, yeah, very good, very uh, good uh, game. Another one. What did you think of Tyson's game? I thought he played a lot better than he has been playing. I thought he had an ordinary first half mm-hmm. and a really good second yeah. half. Um, yeah, again, some of his disposal and. Uh, got caught a couple of times, I think, um, in the first half, but uh, laid some big tackles in the second and um, used the ball a lot better. Uh, um, uh, yeah, laid some big big tackles after half time and used the ball a lot better. So, um, the, I think the trend generally with Tyson is he's been getting better as the weeks have been going on. So, um, hopefully that trajectory will continue because when he's at his best. Um, He's he's also a really good player, so uh, it's a strong it's a strong midfield lineup when they're all when they're all in and, and on song. So happy days. Yes, uh, just while we're still just talking about the game, uh, a couple of two other players uh, that I'd like to get uh, your opinion of um, was uh, Kent and Bug. Both kicked two goals. Um, uh, I, I noticed. Um, Kent, one of the you know one of the things people were saying about him was that not enough defensive pressure. I think he only had two tackles, uh, but he one did of them it. was in the first thirty seconds. Yes, I remember seeing it right at the beginning and thinking, "Oh well, Kent's he's, got he's his, yep. his first tackle for the game," but uh, he obviously didn't have many afterwards. I thought Kent struggled. Um, I know he he kicked a couple late um, and had a hand in a couple of others, but. Um, whether it was just sort of first game back and he couldn't get with the pace of the game, I thought he just caught got caught napping a couple of times. There were, I think, two kicks to him where he's in the prime position to take the mark and instead of attacking the ball, he waited for it to come to him and as a consequence got spoiled. Um, and, yeah, I thought it took him a while to get going. But but if you're, um, if you're looking at um, a position on the ground and... Uh, you know, the other person who had that position was Jay Kennedy Harrison. Uh, you weren't here last week, uh, but we discussed his game, and I, I feel the two weeks that he was in, or three weeks, I'm not sure, he looked a little bit lost, and he wasn't—he was dropping marks, he wasn't getting the ball, he definitely wasn't kicking goals, and, um, you know, you see Kent, he's, you know, he's had 19 possession, yep. he's kicked two goals, so as a small forward, um, he's sort of, he's done his job. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it looked uh, no question he played better than what um, what the hyphen did. Um, well, well, he was in the team, so 
I definitely, at the moment, prefer Kent over uh, Kennedy Harris and um, and even uh, even Ben Kennedy too. But oh, that looks like he's he's a little bit sort of further back. Um, so that was Kent, and who yeah, was uh, that uh, one? Uh, well, there's even another two you might talk about: uh, Bug and Hannon. Uh, you can bug. Yeah, you know, uh, look, Bug played a really good game. I thought he was back to the best of his 2016 form. He um, only had 11 possessions, did kick two goals. Uh, yeah, oh, there you go. It's funny how the, I guess yeah. the goals... Um, took a great mark. Um, he took a good good mark, but yeah. he kicked a goal at an important time in the second. Um, that was our first goal after... Yes. After they'd, they'd kicked five in a row. So um, that's what he was able to do last year a few times. Yeah. Just find a little hole in the forward line, get a, a short little kick and, and then kick it uh, then, and then convert. So, um, yeah, I thought he, he played better than the week before. Yeah. That's for sure. I, I guess, you know, 11 possessions isn't much, yeah. but he had a good 11 possessions. <laughs> well, game. that's the thing. I think... Uh, he, he didn't have a lot of possessions, but you'd noticed him. Like, I noticed him a lot. And when I actually just now looked at his stats, I was actually surprised, as I, I think you were, to hear yeah. and to see that he only had 11 possessions. So, um, yeah, he sort of, when he got the ball, he did uh, something with it. So I guess that's why we uh, noticed it. Yeah, look, he was really quick to move it on after taking that good mark in the third. Yeah. And I think he set up... Yeah, that was uh, good vision. Uh, the, the, the kick to Petraka, who then gave the handball off to Pedo. So, yeah, yeah, that was um, great vision. So he, he kicked the two. He definitely uh, contributed to another one. Yeah, George on the outer says that Bug was an absolute pest all game, which yep. we know that yep. about him. And that's good too. He, that, that That's a stat that's not, you know, you can't measure, no, but it's important. Um, drove the Adelaide players mad, and most of his work um, was done behind the play. And I think George on the outer was... He was at the game, um, yes. Was at the game, so he would have... Um, he would have seen some of the stuff that we don't get to see on telly. So, um, yeah. And I am remiss once again uh, not to mention the phone numbers. Uh, if you want to call the show and talk about the uh, game, don't, don't, probably don't want, want to hear just us yapping about it. Zero three nine zero one six three triple six or Skype us Demonland thirty one zero three nine zero one six three triple six. Yeah, we'll uh, take your call. There were a few Damon Landers over there. Uh, George on the outer was over there. I think uh, Vogue on Poetry was over there. Um, crazy Jager O'Schmira was over there. We've we've seen his uh, the great video that he put together with yeah, that his was good. That was young nice. son. Um, so um, yeah, what a what a game to pick and to go over and, and watch them live and see one of the great one of the great wins in uh, in recent times. Yeah, I mean, that decision to go over there, uh, yeah, that's a ballsy one because, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I'll admit I didn't give us any chance and, um, you know, I was wrapped to be proven wrong. Yeah, nor nor I. My brother went over with my nephew. Yep. um, Oh, they did? And they'd booked it before the season started, I think. Um, (laughs) And then we were talking pre-match and, you know, he was obviously very nervous that it was going to be a drubbing. And I think when uh, when Adelaide skipped out to 28 points ahead, they were looking for a possible half-time departure. <laughs> yes. Um, even. But uh, um, they stuck around. Um, uh, the boys came back and 
they sent me a video at the end of the end of the game of them singing the song, um, and it was great to receive that. They looked like they're having a ball and um, actually looked like they were sitting in much the same spot where crazy uh, where crazy and his boy were. So um, hopefully there are a few a few demons around all in the one spot um, together. So yeah, I think on Crazy's video, I think he did mention that that was the uh, Melbourne section. I think um, I think it was on the possibly on the other side of the ground to where our um, cheer squad was, but that seemed to be the other Melbourne area. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, happy days if you if you were over there. Yeah, I think the only player we didn't talk about, and he had a very quiet night, um, well, for my mind, I thought, um, was Jack Watts. Uh, yeah, not not his best night. Um, I think he tries to... He's trying to take chess marks that should be taken out in front. Yep. Uh, so there was one or two the other night that he dropped that, you know, he should have swallowed, and he does that sometimes. Um, but he's been all right for... Um, uh, he's been all right for most of the year, Jack, so, um, yeah, maybe maybe just a quiet game. Yeah, so um, anyway, it's... Uh, what a great, great game, um, you know... <laughs> Can't ask for, for for more than that. The you know the guys you know gave a almost four quarter effort. There was a you know I don't know. Do we need to talk about the us uh, the, the the lapse in? I don't think know? so. Adelaide yeah. have been really strong yeah. in second quarters all year. Yeah, they were mentioning that on the um, during the broadcast. on the broadcast as well. So um, yeah, um, it only lasted ten minutes. Yep. Um, it was I think what four goals. So. Uh, and I think it, we just we did we dropped our pressure and intensity. Yeah, um, I think the good thing about that, ra- us, yeah. rather than dwell on you know that uh, that lapse, um, I think it's a great sign that we can, you know, come from you know were we twenty eight points down or twenty six yep. points down twenty eight yep. twenty eight and to come back and not only get level again but a sixty nine point turnaround or whatever it was or sixty whatever it yeah you know, we. Yeah, just fantastic, was, yeah. um, you know. That's that's yeah, that that's the new Melbourne, um, old I Melbourne. I think the, the impressive thing was that we were able to do it within within the one quarter, so it didn't wait. They didn't wait until half time, and yeah. it didn't require Goodwin's intervention to to shift it. Um, they were able to shift the momentum within the quarter, and as we spoke about earlier. Um, momentum over there is is at all the interstate grounds is such a mm-hmm. big factor. So to be able to reverse that within the one quarter, uh, credit to the credit to the boys because um, not easy to do. Well, I think um, a Goodwin I think was interviewed at, at one stage and he sort of credited it to his coaching staff and the the you know the different. Uh, uh, forwards, backs, midfield uh, coaching staff, and the job that they did in sort of, uh, you know, turning that around and the moves that were made. So uh, he wasn't taking all the credit for it. Uh, he was uh, sharing the love with his uh, fellow uh, assistant coaches. Yeah, I've noticed he's done that a few times. So, um, yeah, as you say, I'm pretty keen to pretty keen to, to share the credit around. So, um it's it's good if it's true. Yes. Yeah, so um, moving on uh, to some you know sadder news um, that uh, we received 
this week, um, you know, just yesterday with uh, about uh, Jesse's um, testicular cancer. I mean, you know, our hearts, our thoughts go out to him and his family and uh, we hope for a very speedy recovery. Uh, yeah, well, they say the surgery went well, which is good. Yep. And it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Because they're talking about six to eight weeks. Yes. And yep. uh, I mean, it almost just sounds like another injury. And he'll be, you know, he could be out and back within the side before, um, you know, well, certainly before um, uh, Vanders comes back. Yeah, um, it feels like Van. Feels mysterious, like whatever mysterious ailment. Some, um, someone on again. someone on Demonland said that uh, they think they feel as if Vanderberg's been six to eight weeks for six to eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's so. uh, yep, yeah, that's that's pretty much um, where it's been at. So it's just remarkable, and obviously, um, uh, you know, obviously you, your first thought when you hear the big C word is to think of the worst. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's often um, what people confront. But once we heard, um, you know, about this particular type of cancer, um, uh, which has got the highest survival rates, then we also heard that it was detected early, um, and that he'd been cleared uh, cleared of it sort of elsewhere in his body. Um, you know, I guess that uh, you know we're all able to breathe. Um, Breathe a little easier, yeah. Um, because it sounds like um, fingers crossed that you know it, it should be a should be a, a fairly um, quick recovery, um, which is what we're all hoping for. But gee, you got to feel for oh. Jesse because what he's been through. Well, not you know? not just uh, that initial um, that initial moment when the doctor says you know this mm. doesn't look good and we better take you in for a scan. But how about that that second phase of the process where you go for the whole body scan um, and you're there to find out really whether it's spread and you know that if it has spread then you're in a a lot more trouble all those chemo and uh, that's a lot longer uh, you know yeah so that would have been an agonizing ordeal for him um, and for his family to be waiting on the results of that test yeah so they would have been over the moon to hear uh, to hear that uh, he was all clear on that front, so I guess you've got to look at the silver lining in all this. Um, as they say, you know, if you're going to get a cancer diagnosis, this is just about the best one to have. So um, fingers crossed for Jesse. Um, and as you say, our, um, our thoughts are with him because he's having a bugger of a time. And it was good to read, um, a few good things to read, actually, Um his family is coming over from Perth to stay, not indefinitely, but for the next little period. Yep. Um, it didn't specify whether it was mum or siblings, but um, just the fact that they're going to be in Melbourne and will be closer to him uh, is really good for him, um, you know, to have his family around at this time. And it was also heartening to read... Well, not surprising to read that he wanted to play against Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, that was remarkable. Despite the diagnosis, yeah. um, talk about a competitive beast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also that on the, on Sunday he went to watch the boys at Casey. Oh wow! Um, so you know, um, head you'd think would be in a terrible place and um, have every right to be sitting at home and moping. 
and, uh, you know, um, saying to yourself, why me? Um, but, yeah, he obviously just um, he misses, uh, you know, misses footy. Um, that's his life. It's his livelihood. Um, he loves it. He's, he's very close mates with a lot of the boys. So to be away from the club um, for indefinitely for the next period would be very hard for him. So uh, great to hear that he, um, yeah, was in good enough spirits to go and watch, um, go and watch Casey on Sunday. Yeah, um, I'm floored by that. I, I didn't hear that. So, um, yeah, well done, Jesse. And, um, you know, best of luck with uh, with the recovery and uh, can't wait to see you back on the park. And, um, you know, we're going to have to adjust to life without uh, Jesse in the forward line. And um, I think after the game the other day, there was a thread, um, you know, that was started, um, you know, the... the no Hogan effect, whether, you know, we sort of play, are playing better without him um, there, without having, um, you know, just because it, it feels like sometimes when Jesse's there and he's deep in the forward line, it feels like we're too conscious of him um, and that we try to kick to him every time and sort of, uh, he, I don't know if it's to, and then, you know, they instead of, um, instead of putting their, you know, Lowering their eyes. Lowering their eyes and having a look and seeing if there's another, you know. What I'm trying to say is that when Jesse's not there, that we create a lot of goals, um, you know, and when Jesse's there, we sort of don't do that. And I'd like to see us do what we do when Jesse's not there, when he is there, and not always just rely and bomb it into him. Um, yep. I be- think that'll just come with more practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and once the team plays more together, and uh, uh, yeah, that'll yeah, I, I agree. Um, there's no doubt we lower our eyes more when he's not there um, because they don't have that option um, of uh, of just sort of whacking it up and and hoping that Jesse can sort of pull in the contested mark. So um, this the whole no Hogan theory rests on the fact that we've won these yep. you know significant games without in Geelong in. 215 yeah, Hawthorne, Hawthorne last yeah. year and now Adelaide, um, but it also that it ignores the many wins that yeah, we have yes, with him. Exactly. So <laughs> I don't think there's yeah. anything to be. Um, I don't think there's any conversation that you know our, we function better without him. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't that wasn't my intent uh, no, when I saying know. that. Uh, uh, there's no way I'd, I'd want Jesse in the team. Um, but I'd also probably like him instead of playing deep in the forward line. I wouldn't mind him playing. You know, I, I really liked his work when he's sort of uh, leading up the ground and getting the ball. You know, playing as more of a traditional well, centre forward. It's yeah. not all the time. Yeah. But he, he's he's up the ground a fair yeah. bit. So I don't know what the instruction is in terms of staying back and then going forward. Um, because Jack Watts is also good up the ground mm-hmm. um, because his delivery then into 50 yep. is really good. It's so fantastic, yeah. It might be a case of just they rotate it um, and it might be part of getting off their defensive men and, and confusing uh, confusing the opposition's back line. So, um, but yeah, he's, look, he takes, gets a lot of marks up the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a pretty good user of the footy going inside 50. We've seen that. So, um, yeah, and a, a I, forward line with Hogan, Watts, Petraka, Garlett. Um, Wiedemann. You know, 
Um, and, and then Wiedemann to come is 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 uh, yeah very imposing. Thought. Just back on Jesse when he's uh, sort of playing up the ground, he often you know will lead up the ground and take a leading marker. I wouldn't mind seeing him lead a, a bit more um, in the forward line rather than go for the one on one marks. Yep. Which which we know he can take if he is one on one, but often they sort of get two guys back, and you know he's just, Jesse doesn't really get the free kick, you know, get gifted the free kicks that other forwards uh, sort of get in the league. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, no, I, I would I like agree. to see him. But you know, uh, Jesse's where we probably don't have him for the next eight weeks or so. So yeah, we've got to what just I, keep what doing I what we're doing. People accuse him sometimes of being lazy, and it's it's not la- it's, lazy. it's not laziness yeah. that he's not leading um, because he he actually worked really hard, yeah. and um, his GPS numbers would show that he. he Spends a lot of time running, so it's not laziness, but yeah, he just needs to know. Uh, and again, he's also extremely young and inexperienced, um, and will only get better at picking the right times to um, to stay deep and, and go for the big one and to, to come out and lead. So, uh, Canberra a Demon in the chat room said, Hogan up the ground doesn't have the option of looking for Hogan in the forward line. <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's only uh, there's just the one of him. Um, maybe while he's in hospital, they can uh, try and clone him, and we'll uh, we'll have two Jessies. We probably won't have the salary cap to to pay them both. So no. Um, yeah. And when looking at um, at our injury list, uh, you know, it just seems to be growing and growing um, as the weeks go on. Um, and it was just, you know, from the weekend, uh, Angus Brayshaw, another concussion issue. I mean, what do we do? How do we manage that? Do we give him a few weeks off, as people have suggested, uh, give him the rest of the year off? Uh, what, what do we do there? Um, Simon Goodwin was on 360 uh, just before we came on here. I don't know if you saw it. No, but, I, I haven't seen um, any shows tonight. He was asked about it and he's... It's, he said they're going to give Brayshaw a break. He mentioned two or three weeks, yep. but sort of said we're not sure how long. Um, um, yeah, look, uh, look, we're not uh, we're not neurologists. Um, we don't have access to his medical records, and different. Not every head knock leads to a concussion. Mm. Some of them are just head knocks. Um, all of them are bad. There's, you know. Um, so we don't want that happening. But, you know, people are just sort of saying, oh, it's his fourth concussion or his fifth concussion, you know, should give up the game and yeah. should take a year off. I don't know what that's based on. Well, I do know what it's based on. It's based on nothing. Yeah. I noticed that somebody um, in one of the threads the other day said they'd been Googling concussion. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm Web not going to take my cues yeah. and I'm sure Angus Brayshaw and his family won't be taking their cues from Google. Um, so, yeah, the doctors will know best. Uh, his parents will be sort of, you know, will be there um, and involved in the decision-making process and I'm sure they wouldn't let him play if, you know, if there was some sort of risk of long-term damage or serious damage or permanent damage. So we'll be guided by what happens. Um, it's unfortunate um, because, 
yeah, Angus is a is going to be a really good player, and he's having a a bit of a, a bit of a patch at the moment where he just can't take a trick. Well, what 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 is it? Is it uh, is it just being unlucky, or is it, is it the way he plays and he just goes in head first and barrels in? Like, what's uh, I haven't I seen know. all the incidents, but um, is it? Well, one of them was a, having a footy kicked into his head. Oh, so. well, that's <laughs> I can't do much about that. But what is he just putting his head down and just ramming no, through look, packs? The, and the one on certainly I only saw the one on the weekend, and it looked pretty innocuous. It was almost a bump. It was sort of a shoulder high bump. Yep. So I don't know whether his head sort of, you know, whiplashed a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, we see players like Selwood's a perfect example of getting a head knock virtually one a quarter, um, yet never seems to miss. No, no doesn't miss. Always got to go off and get a bandage. That's right, it is. <laughs> They're but, in more um, danger of running out of uh, uh, elastoplast than... Uh, than anything else there, but he never misses a game. Yeah, well, look, we've got... So, fingers crossed. Well, looking at the uh, injury list, it's it's good to see that uh, Maxi and um, and Jake Spencer, those numbers are coming down each week rather than remaining at the same uh, spot. Uh, from Misso's reports, they, they're tracking a lot better than, um, you know, sort of expected Maxi's, um, you know... Max said on our show that it's it's one of those injuries that they don't really have a time limit on and he'll probably be back sooner rather than later. And I can see it says five to six weeks. So, you know, that's that's great, um, you know, considering when I, we'll just talk about uh, Vandenberg being at six to eight weeks for the last six to eight weeks because, yeah, yeah I don't know yeah. what's going on there. But um, at the moment, um, yeah, look, I don't think... Uh, we're missing a guy like Vandenberg, but um, I, I like him. But uh, yeah, we've certainly got a, a lot of players that sort of fill that uh, role. He would have been handy, and it looked it's all these all these players all add to that mix. And um, yeah, he might have been used in this little period while Jesse's out. So um, I think the uh, but look aside from Max, um, where. Yeah, all our best players are really out there. Yeah, aren't yeah, they? yeah. Look, so. I, I think the, the the team that's suffering the most because of these injuries is uh, Casey, and um, yeah, they're um, you know they got yeah. smashed on the weekend, and I know that if if you know if that injury list was halved. Um, certainly the results Casey have had the last few weeks wouldn't uh, be happening. They'd be well up there. Uh, but that's, that's right. what injuries does. And uh, it's I think it's great that we've got the depth that we do, that uh, having all these injuries hasn't affected, uh, you know, the uh, senior team. Hate to steal all his material, but Canberra Demon says that there's <laughs> a story up on uh, the AFL website which says... Um, that Gorn could be back as early as round 12. What, Queen's birthday? Mm, yeah. That'd be interesting. Or after against the Dockies. So, yeah. Um, that, uh, uh, he told us when he was on yep, the Demon yep. Land podcast. Yes. And that's right. We do get guests of the calibre <laughs> of Max Gorn in occasionally. Yes. Uh, and and I, might, I might say we're working on others as we speak. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. But uh, yeah, he said even then that he was um, things were tracking well and he might be able to come back sooner than initially thought. So, oh, well, that's uh, uh, great news. Who was that? Uh, he said that. Did he say that on Triple M? 
Um, yes, yes, that was Max himself targeting a, a return in, in round 12. So I do have the internet here, and I'm going to, he said it was on AFL.com. Uh, gone in an instant, back by round 12. So um, that's the headline. Uh, Melbourne's ruck woes may be solved sooner than expected with last year's All-Australian ruckman Max Gorn revealing he's on track for an early return. Gorn required surgery, blah, blah, blah. We know all that. Let's see what they say. Uh, Gorn was initially expected to be out for 12 weeks and Melbourne's injury list still has him at six weeks off, uh, but he's optimistic about a quicker recovery. Uh, and this is Max being quoted. I've had a pretty good week on the track, and I am probably about four weeks away at the moment. I'm actually looking good for the Collingwood game in round 12 or the Bulldogs game in round 13. Wow. How good is that? Uh, that would really be at the top end of it, mm. um, or the early end of it, if, if he could get back for those. So, fingers crossed, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Great news. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Um, take that. Will there be any changes this week? Uh, well, that's yeah, that's what we were going to discuss now. Um, you know, it's one of those things you, uh, you know, people say don't change a winning team, but I think you've got to take every match um, separately, work out what the matchups are, and if someone needs to come in, they need to come in. But um, I don't know. We've. Uh, I don't know who is there knocking on the door. Um, I, I would think that, uh, depending on Jaden Hunt's um, whether he's uh, right to go. If he's not, probably Melksham comes in. Um, uh, considering the game that he had when he got suspended, I think he had thirty plus possessions. So um, I'm sure the coach would have been happy with uh, with his with his game and the stats for that game. So yeah, That's I think almost like for like, isn't it? Because um, you know you have Melksham at half back, which well, the, is where Jaden Hunt usually is. I don't know if I'd call it like for like, but the yes, the position yeah. for position is uh, yeah. what you're getting. But uh, yeah, look, you know Melksham, uh, you know is. He's James Harms uh, had oh, a great game for Casey yeah, on the so weekend. He's a possible. Got, he, he could come in for Hunt as well if Hunt got is got forty-one in. touches, and uh, we heard A&B was also in very good form apparently yeah. too. So he'd have to be in the mix. If it was me, I'd like to see Stretch um, in for Hunt. Um, if, well, that's if James out. Answer. So yeah. Um, yeah, Billy's. It's what it's been three weeks now. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 mm, well, he's been the holdover player once or twice in that, but yeah. haven't heard a lot about him um, really. Well, so yeah, yeah. So I think where we're going to be tested uh, this week uh, is with in the rucks uh, stakes. We're up against uh, you know another an all Australian ruckman. <sighs> it's yep. Yeah going to be tough but uh you know we had a ruckman last week that had uh, 74 taps but uh you know it uh, certainly didn't stop us winning the clearances so if we can do because uh, this article i'm actually reading says mentions that uh, uh the max gorn article said um you know we had we were up against sam jacobs who had 74 hit outs but uh, that didn't stop us winning the clearances 49 38 including 18 6 in the center i think that 18 to 6 is is very impressive um and if we can yep. do that against uh, the kangaroos then uh 
we are in good stead to um, beat one of our last remaining home and away hoodoos. Um, so that's a nice segue into uh, something else I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, we've got to we've, we have these we have a thread on Demonland which um, has been um, uh, keeping track of all the hoodoos that we sort of need to to break. And we had all of these hoodoos like uh, wins in round one, uh, wins in Adelaide. Um, some of them are a bit silly. Like some of them were. We haven't beaten Collingwood. <laughs> by more than 27 points well, that's... on a Sunday since <laughs> 1942. All right, they're, they're silly, but there were some. You know, we hadn't beaten Hawthorne in a there long were, time. We many. hadn't beaten St Kilda in a long time. Uh, you know, uh, Adelaide in Adelaide. Um, anyway, out of that whole list, there are two North more. Lines. There's two more um, home and away uh, hoodoos or whatever you want to call them are left, and one of them is a win in Perth. Uh, which is the last one, was round one, 2004. Uh, that's a 12-game wow. losing streak. Um, and we will get an opportunity later in the year for that one. Um, and the other one is uh, beating North Melbourne. Do you know what our losing streak against North is? Uh, I think I might have read, is it 12? Yeah, it's 14. Uh, 14. Round five, 2006. So... It's about time we beat them. I've been to many a Melbourne North Melbourne game uh, since two thousand and six, and not not gone home happy. So, um, yeah, we'd like to um, like to uh, take the train ride home and um, and have a smile on my face for once against the Kangas. Um, well, arguably we should have knocked off both of those hoodoos last year because we had West Coast on yep. toast over there and couldn't put them away. And we were, you know, 10 seconds or half a minute off. Um, yeah, snap, snap goal um, away. Yeah, so um, down, there in, uh, down there in Tassie against the Roos. So, look, we should win this week. Um, we're a better side on paper and off paper. Um, if the players bring even 90% of what they brought to Adelaide last week, then we'll roll the Roos and roll them comfortably. Well, I, I was... I was as confident as you are this week when we played Hawthorne, I, I thought we were going to romp it in and uh, look what happened. So, um, yeah, I think what we, everything that we did, all those good things we talked about in the first part of the program is all for naught if we come out and, um, and play the, you know, and, and play like we did against the Hawks early on. Um, so we've really got to, as you said, bring that intensity to the North Melbourne game. Yeah, look, there's always there's going to be it's going to drop off on occasions and for quarters and even for games sometimes. No side plays 22 games of four quarter football um, any year, but um, you want to see it happening more and more frequently. Um, and I think we've seen that. You know, the quarters one statistic is a telling one in that front because it shows that for the majority. Um, the majority of the time that we've been playing this year, we've been playing very good football. So, you know, you put the ladder up during yep. the week, the alternate ladder from yep. an alternate universe um, with the close margins reversed. Yep. So, you know, um, two and a half goals and um, we're sitting five and uh, sitting um, uh, seven and one. Yeah, um, in fourth spot, but uh, we're not. We're four and four in uh, tenth spot. So, yeah, we've uh, 
you know, I, I want to make finals this year. I've uh, I, I made no, uh, you know, I've sort of told, uh, you know, anyone who would uh, listen to me that uh, I, I thought at the beginning of the year that if we didn't make the finals, it would be a little failure, a failure on our part. I don't know. Do you think, what do you think? He's not making no, the finals. No, I haven't subscribed to that theory. Yep. Most on Demon Land have mm-hmm. that it's finals or bust, but I think we're young enough and inexperienced enough that um, we could still miss this year, um, but still have a, a good season, like a pass mark season. So, um, yeah, next year for me is 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 finals or bust. Past, yeah. Um, you know, this is the first time that these kids have really played together under a new coach. So it's going to take a little while to all click, and we're seeing it click a lot of the well, time. Well, the, so. only, the only reason I sort of say that is that we sort of, you know, bar, you know, we had a terrible game against Carlton last year. You know, we were on the cusp of finals. I know I don't think we would, even if we'd beaten Carlton, I really don't think we would have beaten Geelong in Geelong to make the finals. But we were a stone's throw from the finals last year, which is why I sort of thought, you know, this year was finals or bust. And, you know, considering I think we're playing so much better this year than we did last year, I think the team, our team this year would would belt the team, <laughs> our team last year. But, you know, there's that possibility that if we keep not winning these clinch games, these close games, that we might not make the finals. But it's very still very early in the season. Um it's a very even season, so... Yeah, oh, well, it is. I mean, you can see there's, uh, you know, there's two games between us and top spot, and uh, we've got a pretty good percentage still. I'd like to keep that. Uh, don't want to get pumped by any teams and have that percentage whittle all away, because it could come in very handy at the end of the year um, in a close season. So, um, yeah, I, I do think that these next three weeks are very important for us. I'd like to... Well, I'd like to win all three, obviously, uh, but mm. we definitely got to try and win two out of three over the next three weeks because um, I'd like to go into um, into the second half of the year um, with a positive ledger. Yeah, well, the draw gets a bit harder in the second part of the year, but um, that could be a good thing. We know that uh, we know that there's no issue rising to the occasion yep. against the tougher. Um, teams, it's it's usually the those around us and below us that we sort of seem to struggle a bit with. So it's hard to predict all of that, isn't it? You know. No, most definitely. Um, D D Oldfart is asking um, or um, observing that our poorest games this year have been yes. at the G mm-hmm. and asking, is this an issue with our game style? It's an interesting point. I, I was saying that to someone. Um, you know, we used to be. Uh, frightened to play at Etihad and uh, interstate, forget about it. But, um, you know, they've been our best games this year and the G have been, our, you know, arguably our poorest games. Even the game we did win at the G against Carlton, we were pretty poor. Um, so, yeah, is it the game style? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, Etihad's smaller than G. Um I think it's both shorter and narrower. Mm. Um, so um, yeah, we've only we've we've played what three games there? We played Fremantle, Richmond, Richmond Frio, no four games. Uh, oh, we played four games yeah. there. So um, and well, three, yeah, you know, we haven't uh, certainly haven't turned on our best there. Although yeah. 
the third quarter against Hawthorne was as good as we've played all yeah. year. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I think it's probably there's perhaps not a lot in it. Um, and it's just a coincidence thing rather than um, rather than something something fundamental about the game that, that doesn't suit uh, our home ground anymore. That'd be a shame, wouldn't it? If we couldn't win at the G. <laughs> yes. <laughs> After all these years of playing our best footy there, and then it's our home, and it's the home of the finals, and yeah. all of a sudden we're be- we're suited to Eddie Had. God, that'd be a nightmare. Oh, it it absolutely would be. Um, <laughs> I want uh, people to fear coming to the G to play us, and um, anyway, that'll come. You know. I think uh, that they're not... fearing us generally. It was interesting that a lot of the commentary around the Adelaide game was that we'd. We'd beaten up on Adelaide, yeah, and it's so nice to hear that, you know, after years of getting sand kicked in our faces, bruise free footy, bruise free footy, that um, finally we've turned into the schoolyard bully, yeah, and uh, yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to be tackled by Jack Viney or, or Christian Petraka or, or Clayton Oliver, and um, these guys are laying hard and heavy tackles, and um, we're getting a bit of a reputation for it, so. Good. I uh, like it. Bring it on, I say. I, you know, I, I, a couple of years ago, I was quite happy when a, a new coach said uh, he wanted to make us the hardest team to play against. So uh, maybe that's uh, starting to come to fruition. Yep. Yep. It certainly is. It certainly is. I'm not sure what he meant by that, but I'm sure. <laughs> well, we're seeing it now. Yeah. So <clears throat> perhaps he gave birth to it. Yes. All those years ago, I've forgotten about those times, despite people still posting threads about it and bringing up the bad old days. I don't know why anyone would wallow in uh, the misery of the past when the present is so positive, but there you go. Well, that's, uh, you know, the life of a, a Melbourne supporter. It's uh, It's been so ingrained in us for, for so long, um, you know. It, it the last ten years, especially, and um, you know, even you know, going back to uh, sixty four, people are still I see in post, uh, you know, screaming at uh, Norm Smith for the uh, Norm Smith curse. Um, yeah, but hopefully we can, um, hopefully we can shed the shackles of uh, of of those bad old days, and um, you know, I'm, we're starting to see the seeds being sown for this because. Uh, and we're reaping the rewards from it. And enjoy the ride because it's it's really exciting. I'm really enjoying watching us play at every level. When we get the run on, we look superb. Um, we've got a very dynamic, exciting forward line. They're kicking uh, good scores, so we're seeing a lot of goals. I mean, that's what more do you want from your footy than ferocious tackling, um, high intensity and pressure. And a daring attacking game style. It's it's great, loving it at the moment, and even more so when you sort of think about where we've come from and how quickly it's been able to turn around. So um, yeah, as I said, in, enjoy the ride because um, it's uh, it's exhilarating. Yeah, oh, oh, it's amazing. Um, if we can do. You know what we did on the weekend for most of the games this year. I'll be, I'll be one uh, one happy happy demon supporter, yep. and um, 
Yeah. I, anything else uh, that needs to be uh, needs to be discussed this week? Well, one thing I think we should mention, which happened today, was the state funeral for Lou Richards. Yep. Um, and uh, saw some of it on TV, and by all accounts, the church that it was held in, I think St Paul's in um, in the city there. They said that uh, it never would have had a funeral like that one, um, and certainly one with so many swear words. <laughs> and uh, you and I are of a similar age, and we grew up um, we grew up with Lou on World of Sport um, on the weekend, and he was, you know, in the eighties and and even well before that, and um, for some time after it, uh, one of the giants of the game one of those people that transcended sort of club allegiances. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're poorer for his passing. Um, uh, you know, the the other personalities of that era, Jack Dyer and Bobby Davis, yep. um, EJ Witten and our own um, Ronald Dale, um, they were sort of just the giants of the game in the 80s, weren't they? Yep. Sort of, you couldn't turn on your TV um, or radio without hearing those guys. And um, we don't really have those types around anymore. I mean, we've got, you know, thousands of players working in the media, but um, nothing that really sort of captures uh, captures what, what those guys were sort of able to do. And uh, I guess in a way they were the pioneers and the forerunners of all the footy shows that we see on TV today. Um, Lou Richards was a big part of that. And uh, uh, good to see that he was awarded a state funeral, um, very deserving. And just a little personal story. Um, I, uh, I saw Lou quite a few times. My uh, grandmother, my father's mother, um, uh, in her later years was in a nursing home, uh, the same nursing home that Lou Richards was in. So okay. I used to see him quite regularly when we went in to visit her and his room was filled with sort of Collingwood memorabilia. And if it was on the weekend, he'd invariably be, uh, his uh, telly was switched on to the footy. Um, and look, sometimes he was uh, he was a bit more with it than other times. Um, it was obviously sort of getting on in years, but um, it was a great thrill just to see him. Um, you know, as I said, when you sort of grew up in the 80s, um, guys like Lou Richards were sort of just, you know, they were bigger than the game almost. So, um, yeah, uh, um, good to see you got a good uh, good send-off. Yes, um, Vale, uh, Lou Richards, I, I noticed, uh, well, every uh, flag I saw today was at half-mast, so I'm assuming that was uh, for him. Uh, yep, yep, it would have been. Um, so, you know, I imagine they got uh, pretty good numbers there, so... Um, yeah, just a, uh, a nice touch for, for one of the greats of, um, of, of the game. Yes, he, uh, he will be missed. Um, and um, I think on that note, I think we will um, we'll, we'll end it here today. Um, we did have a win on the weekend, so I feel it's only, um, it's only natural that we uh, have a listen to uh, a theme song and I think we'll play. Before we go oh, to go. it, I go was it. ready on Saturday night. I could have spoken, I could have done a 10-hour <laughs> podcast on Saturday well, night. I did. I, was, I nearly stayed up all night because I was so <laughs> excited. And 
all I wanted to do was just talk footy all <laughs> it, night. So isn't that such a better better feeling than uh, the week before? Because when we lost to Hawthorne, I didn't want to read, I didn't want to see anything yep. football. Um, like it, when we lost to Richmond, I wanted to get onto um, you know onto the on on air and just speak to try and speak to anyone any other Melbourne supporters. To well, you had an emergency crisis. <laughs> yes, I did. Evening, so. But that was that game uh, after the Hawthorne game. I didn't want to do anything. Uh, you know, if I could have deleted Demonland off the server that's housing it, I probably would have. <laughs> yep, <laughs> like I, I, I'm, I'm on social media, so my feeds in social media, you know, were all footy stuff. I didn't want to look at that. I didn't want to look at other games, but you know, contrast that. Uh, you know, it's a with with the feeling of last last week. And I'm with you. I, I actually did. I got on to Demonland, and and I wanted to speak to other people. And you should have got on uh, gone on air with me. So next time I'll text you and say I'm getting on yeah. air. But uh, yeah, that's uh, you know, it's great. Uh, it's a great feeling. Winning like that, and you know, especially interstate, I would have loved to have been there, but um, yeah, yep. Anyway, we did win, and um, I come on, demons. Well, we're not going to come on, demon. We're going to play Grand Old Flag, uh, David uh, Bridie's version of it. Um, I really like that one, and we'll uh, play that to take us out of the um, out of the show once again. Thank you, uh, Grape Viney, for joining me tonight. Uh, thank everyone for listening um if you're listening to this uh, podcast we're live every wednesday night at uh 8 30 p.m uh hopefully next week i've lined up a very special guest i'll uh, announce it during the week once we've uh, definitely locked it in um so there's that to look forward to um you can listen to us every week uh go to demonland.com slash podcast uh we have a live chat that you can join us each week so uh come and listen to us live and uh give us a call um yeah i'd like more people to call in and uh give your thoughts and opinions um and and, um yeah but without further ado um grand old flag Flying flag, it's an emblem for me and for you. Well, it's the emblem of the team we love, the team of the red and the blue. Well, every heart beats true for the red and the blue as we sing a song for you. Should old acquaintance be forgotten? Team played fine in the year 39. We're the team that no one can lick. And you'll find us there after the final bell with the spirit of 1926. Every heart beats true for the red and the blue as we sing this song to you. Should old acquaintance be forgotten? Keep your eye on the red end.